I, I mean, we'll talk about this, but like I, a hundred percent believe this is an overrated attraction, and I don't understand why the wait times are always. Spoken like a true, I didn't go to Disney World until all the magic died and I was too old. Ashley. Interesting. Okay. All right. So welcome to today's podcast. <laughs> we have a throwdown on the left. We are We've got Ashby. He doesn't think that Peter Pan is worth the hype. He doesn't understand why it's a, it always has a long wait. In the other corner, no. we have Cheryl, who believes that, <laughs> wait. that yeah. Ashby holds no magic in his heart, which is why he doesn't like Peter Pan. And my name is Molly, and I'll be moderating tonight's event. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. Ashby, argument ding, ding. number one, go. <laughs> okay, now, first of all, like, I do appreciate the ride, and I think it's uh, it's great. Every time I've been on it, I love it, but I just don't understand why it is an attraction that has, like, sometimes the longest wait time on property at Walt Disney World, because it's a it's a freaking Omnimover. Like, that shouldn't, one, it shouldn't have a wait like that, and it shouldn't have that many people that are wanting to ride it. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay, here's the deal. I am getting aboard a pirate ship. Yes, tiny, but as like a tiny, as a child, that's exciting. And then that ship starts to fly. Whether you even can comprehend what's going on in life, that feels cool as a kid. You like fly over a dog. Like, I mean, trust me, cold-hearted Cheryl, right there with you. It's not as great, but like for kids, it is probably the coolest like kitty ride still to this day I think like we like adding Toy Story Mania and like all the pulls and stuff like that that just is too much work this one takes me on a magical experience I fly above a city I can touch the moon I'm for it all right I'm gonna jump in here do it (laughs) well tonight we're talking about Peter Pan's flight a favorite of children and moms everywhere (laughs) (laughs) And Cheryl's. <laughs> right, right. I don't know which category to pop you in there, Cher. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Peter Pan's Flight could be categorized as a dark ride, but it has a couple different uh, unique elements to it, which sets it apart from the other dark rides in, in the different fantasy lands. As Ashby mentioned, it's usually a very, very long wait. It's a very sought after fast pass in a lot of these parks as well. It's a a wise fast pass to get if you are interested in going. But let's roll it back a little bit, maybe. Do I have any roll it back sound effects? That's something we need. (laughs) So, um, Peter Pan's Flight was originally called Peter Pan Flight. It wasn't the flight of Peter Pan. It was just Peter Pan flight. Um, and what? it was a, an opening day attraction at Disneyland in 1955. Wait, Peter, I don't under, help me understand the English, like the wording. Where's the Webster's I, Dictionary? Peter Pan flight. Yeah. No, I don't. Wait, so it was without the, like the apostrophe S? Is that what yes, you're saying? Correct. Oh. So, oh, Peter Pan so flight. it's, so it's like you're. The way that that's written is like you are Peter Pan flying. There it is. Versus Peter Pan like flight. So, and we've may have mentioned this Pan. in a in a previous episode, but um, the original concept of Fantasyland in Disneyland was that you were going through the adventures of your favorite characters as they would have experienced 
the adventure. So, for example, in the first version of Peter Pan, you never saw Peter Pan. Mm. Similarly, if you're going through the um, Snow White's adventure, you never saw Snow White. You were you were experiencing this from her her angle, right? Now that was a concept that was you know abandoned after a couple years at at Disneyland because it took a, the public a long time to figure that out, and when they did. Um, they weren't necessarily huge fans of that. So just keep that in mind. Another interesting note here is Peter Pan, the Disney animated version of Peter Pan, was released in 1953. So that was only two years before Disneyland was opened. Hmm. So whether it was considered an instant classic, maybe, but I don't think that Disney had a, much of a precedent on classics yet to make to make that assumption. I, I think he took a little bit of a bargain by giving Peter Pan his own attraction at Disneyland. That's my hot take. Yeah, but he flies. It's so cool. I still don't get the wording though. Peter Pan flight. <laughs> Sorry. It's like the Peter, the Peter Pan flight. Wait, oh, there's a the in front of it? Mm, I don't know. Oh, isn't it weird though? Because I was trying to like wrap my brain around it. And if you were to name an attraction Cheetah Run, I'd be like, great, let's ride it. And that makes total sense to me. But for whatever reason, Peter Pan but flight. But this one is, this one's throwing you off. Yeah. You know what? If it's easier, you can just forget that one. Okay, just perfect. Just forget that. <laughs> just is that is that easier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. much better. Cool. Gonna sidebar here. What is everyone's opinion on the movie Peter Pan? Ooh, did not age well. Correct. Has <laughs> not. There are some. There are some bad moments, but there are some beautiful moments too. It's quite a vividly animated film. I actually watched it not too long ago. Thanks Disney Plus. Yeah. I've tried to watch it as like a older because I never really watched it as a kid, and then I was like, oh, I should watch this because I I love some of the music from it. Yeah. And I find myself kind of falling asleep during it. Mm, and I don't know what it is that doesn't keep my attention. I think also, too, like this is such a random like reference, but I um, love the movie Hook. Oh, same. The it's live, my you know, favorite version yeah. of it's, I Peter love Pan. that movie so much that I just relate anything Peter Pan to that. And mm-hmm. so when I see the animated, I'm like, eh. <laughs> right. That one holds up. Like if yeah. my Wendy's not a ninety-five year old woman, I'm not interested. Yeah, right. <laughs> Young Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, that's uh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, it becomes like Maggie Smith and then like Gwenny P is yeah. like her kids, so not actually Wendy. I'm going to take another way sidestep here. <laughs> How come Maggie Smith <laughs> could play a 95-year-old woman then 30 years ago? Right? Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? And they and, and they dolled her up too, so she looks like like what she looks like now is what she looked like when they like made her up in the movie. She looks like she's like the Michael Caine but a female. Like I don't think he was really ever young. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. But also like sometimes when people are made up when they're younger to look older, that's not how they age. That is exactly how she aged. Right. Yeah. I think she time traveled actually. Maybe she really is a witch though. Yeah, let's let's throw that out there. Maggie Smith is not a real human. <laughs> She's got to be magical, right? They reached magical. out and they were like, they're like, hey, Maggie Smith, 30 years from now, can you come back right. to mm-hmm. to the year that we're in right now and do this film? And mm-hmm. then you can head on back to your, you know, post Downton Abbey time. And mm-hmm. we'll see you there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's, it's aliens. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh, so on goodness. Maggie Smith's flight, um, first... <laughs> that makes no, so I, much more sense. 
Yes. I'm with you on that one, Ashby. Hook is the superior Peter Pan retelling of that story. I actually think I we have a little I had a little bit of Peter Pan fatigue for a couple of years there. There were like so many remakes and oh, different yeah. takes on it, like live action versions. None of them really did it for me, honestly. No, uh uh-uh. uh. And and Peter this Peter Pan, um, the Disney animated version is not in my top 10 favorites um, but it has it has some definite strengths one of them being kind of visually it's very colorful it's very pretty the settings and the scenes are very nice which i think um, definitely translates well to this attraction a lot of what people would say about this attraction is it's just so relaxing and pretty in there and i think that helps like mm-hmm. um, flying over london flying over neverland um, all the bright vibrant colors against a dark night sky you know um right so that that translates well plus like you mentioned ashby the music it's got some classic classic mm-hmm. bangers <laughs> um and, also, and just the score itself is really nice it's so weird about peter pan though because i mean aside from the like racism and sexism <coughs> in it i mean it mm-hmm. he tells yeah. girl the girls talk too much and then you know there's mm-hmm. a whole song about what makes different yeah. cultures different cultures it's just weird but also i would also say though it it also is very insightful into you know the peter pan syndrome and not wanting to grow up and mm. like that sort of millennial thing that i guess people sure. would stereotype now i mean i think we all potentially suffer from that a little bit we um, go to disney on the regular so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you Theme park fans definitely have a little bit of that Peter Pan-ness and Neverland itself is kind of, um, yeah, you could, you could call it like a Disney World type place where like, it's okay to be a kid and leave your responsibilities at the door and all of that. So yeah, that's an interesting little thing. On my most recent viewing, I also decided that Mr. Darling, the dad, is a real jackass. Like we don't, Uh he's just not like grumpy dad. Like he is an asshole. <laughs> um, we don't really talk about that enough. Ooh, I don't remember him. Uh, as far as like my memory served, like literally the kids were raised by a dog, so I don't remember him. Okay, Nana <laughs> is yeah. the MVP of the entire movie. I'm actually <laughs> mad that they don't. The little boy tries to take her. Yes. He like he like salt shakes um, Tinkerbell onto Nana, and she starts to float. And I, I for one, am upset that Nana didn't get to go. I would have enjoyed the movie a lot more. And she would have mm-hmm. put all that like racism nonsense to bed. Yeah. She would have she would have been ahead of that. Bit them all in the butt. The one thing though, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, Tinkerbell then gets kind of like weird rap, but and nowadays she's more bratty than anything, but I did like yeah. her like feistiness and how she didn't fall in line. So that movie is jam packed with all sides of the argument, I feel. Well what were you gonna say about Tinkerbell? Because yeah, she's evolved uh her like persona has evolved through the years. Mm-hmm. I would have said growing up I would have considered her yeah like kind of sassy and bratty but i liked her like i didn't Mm -hmm. pick up on anything like weird when i was little and then i guess when i was an adult that's when she was like uh, got her own like cgi (laughs) uh series or set of movies or something with all of her friends with all her friends and she got like a she got her origin story or whatever and she got a lot softer oh 100 percent. i for one kind of preferred her a little bratty but what what would you say is like problematic about bratty tinkerbell well how leggy she is in the first (laughs) one it was definitely all boy crazy so like she was like not supporting 
you know, Wendy, she was definitely against her because, like, of her closeness with Peter Pan, which, like, isn't cool. But I did like that she was defiant regardless. Like, I thought that was cool because you didn't really see that too much. And then, like, Jasmine came around and then Belle and they're like, Mm -hmm. we're not listening to you. That's true. Yeah, that's true. She kind of was that character a long time before. But was she just kind of in love with Peter Pan and he was an asshole? I mean, that's, I mean, we've all been there where you misplace. hundred percent. You know. Mm. anger at the at the at the girl when you really should be angry at peter pan yeah. maybe she just wasn't there yet i find it um <laughs> like really interesting <laughs> that tinkerbell is one of the like I, I was just in my head thinking about like what are some things that have like stayed with what am i trying to say here like i would categorize it categorize them as like disney staples so like tinkerbell is one of those things the song When You Wish Upon a Star is one of those things. Yeah. Probably, probably Mickey is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Something that, like, we've seen with the Disney brand from its inception until even today that just everyone knows. Yeah. They, like, live outside their own stories. Like, I'm, yeah. I was following your train of thought. Did you, like, forget Tinkerbell was in Peter Pan? <laughs> I, yeah. It's actually funny. Somebody, when you said Tinkerbell earlier, like, I was like, wait, right. Right. And then and then it hit me of like, oh my god, where have I seen Tinkerbell? Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Introduction like Disney, of every single movie ever. All the movies, mm-hmm. over the Disney castle. Channel, she showed up all over the place when Disney Channel was really going crazy in the mm-hmm. 90s. Every the, fireworks the, show. The fireworks, yeah. yeah. Fireworks. Well, thanks to Tiny Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Immortalized. Anytime you hear that, the jingling of that, of like the pixie dust, like mm-hmm. you just, you think of her... She flies in everywhere. I mean, she's a fairy, right? So just that mm-hmm. little bit of magic, I think, is so on brand for Disney that it was she just was going to be an icon from day one. It's just so interesting to kind of follow the paths of those certain things of why they stuck, you know? Why did they become such a staple? I mean, I'd love to make a list. I, I, those are the only, those are like the four things I could think of right now that are that have always stayed with Disney. Whether that was intentional or not, either. Like I remember um, distinctly as a late, maybe an older teenager, when the Disney princesses were intentionally pulled out of their stories and branded together as this unit, and I was, mm. I hated it. Like Snow White and Cinder- in my, you know, twenty years ago, whatever. I it was appalling to me to see Cinderella and Snow White and Belle on the same backpack. It's like they don't know each other. <laughs> they're, not, they're not buddies. Like this is Belle's story. This is Cinderella's story. That's how I always played princesses. I never put them together, and that was an intentional marketing decision. I wonder if in 1957 Disney marketing pulled Tinkerbell out to be some sort of um, uh, mascot of sorts for Disney. Makes right. sense. I mean, she was on everything. It was a That's castle true. and Tinkerbell. Yeah. Well, and it's weird, too, because, like, I mean, as Ashby said, he thinks the ride is overrated, which is wrong. But. Mm. Well. <laughs> but. Right. Well, I mean, well, we haven't, you know. I, I want to appreciate decided. the ride for sure. what it is. Right. At, no, yes. but I, I will say, too, that. <laughs> We all agree, like, today Peter Pan does not hold up. Like, it just isn't a right. good movie, and right. I don't think any of one of us will purposely sit down and watch it again. But well, if you I were to name, did. like, a Disney classic, <laughs> but if you were to name, like, a Disney classic, we'd be like, oh, yeah, Peter Pan. But it's yeah. not because of Peter Pan. It's 100% because of Tinkerbell. Yeah, I think that's true. Maybe I think like she's been 85%. carrying the film this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Maggie Smith's version. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh. And Hook. 
Right. They need Which a hook I, ride, even though it's not even there. I think it <laughs> recently movie. got put on Netflix, though. Oh, yeah. So. I, I'll be back. Bye, guys. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny is I was just looking it up. Uh, I can't believe that a movie in the ni- what was that ninety one I think is when it came out two and a half hours long. Is it really? Isn't wow. that nuts? And yeah. a kids movie that I easily sat through yeah. the whole thing. I am multiple times. Very impressed by that movie. Wow, so good. Also, like I don't. I'm not trying to be crude here, but like kind of a sexy Robin Williams. Yes. Oh, oh, watch like out. a little bit of like watch a out. little bit of a crush. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Young Molly. That didn't last. Uh, like, it didn't carry over into Mrs. Doubtfire, my <laughs> No, but definitely Jumanji, I feel. He was a little bit more ooh, rugged. Once he shaved yes. the beard, you were kind of like, ooh. And I think it was the transition. Oh I was going to say, whenever he plays, like, a, del- a delayed growth, rugged, dirty <laughs> man. Okay. Right. Now we're on to something. Yeah. What else? No. Flubber? No. no. Flubber. Oh. Uh. But then you do get into like the Goodwill hunting. Like, I mean, I think he was totally. Yeah, okay. Uh, he was underrated. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's some there's some like under just under the surface babe stuff going on there. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hmm. But this story isn't about Hook. It's about nope. sadly Peter Pan's flight. Um. Peter. Yeah. That. Sounds like we need to talk a little bit more about Hook, but that's for another time. <laughs> yeah, how do we, do we do a Hook uh, podcast episode? New podcast, it's called Hooked. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. I'm on it. Here we go, scene by scene. And I'm Cheryl! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Molly. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. We'll link, we'll link to Hooked. Yeah, right? <laughs> Peter Pan's Flight. So, um... Yes, opened in Disneyland original. Also, then obviously a Magic Kingdom original as well. It was it was successful, and maybe I jumped too soon. Not obviously. Um, when Magic Kingdom was being put together, that Fantasyland instead of having Peter Pan, Snow White, Pinocchio, they were going to swap that out for three other kind of classic fantasy rides in the same model, like potentially even using the same track types and and, and space that they took up, but do three different movies. In the end, they didn't, and Magic Kingdom got a, ver- a very similar version to the Disneyland um, with a couple of improvements, um, I'd say. But we can get into those details in a second. Just to back up, <laughs> this is a slow-moving, suspended dark ride through the story of Peter Pan, and it lasts for just over, just about two minutes and 20 seconds. That's pretty consistent between um, all of the parks as well. So take note of that time. It is a very short ride, which Ashby could <laughs> contribute to. And I think a lot of people can say this this attraction or this ride is a little hyped up or overrated because they wait 90 minutes and then the ride is over in two minutes. That is fast. Um, but a dark ride, that's like a very, it's a jargony theme park term. Um, how would you guys describe a dark ride? How do you, what's like the definition of that for someone who's not a theme park fan i would say it's like it's uh, i mean essentially it's dark (laughs) it's like it's inside (laughs) a building on a track and it's usually like there's a story that you're kind of following along to and it's just it's very not that it's like it's just very simple ride system for Mm -hmm. the most part it's almost like what you would see in you know at a carnival where they have these like really 
you know, terrible, get in the thing and it lasts for like a minute mm-hmm. and you ride through. Sometimes it's like scary or sometimes it's whatever. I don't know. They're just such a simple, easy ride system, I guess, yeah. would be the way For to put me, it. For me, a dark ride is more about telling the story versus the ride experience. Like, you're going yeah. through it versus, like, the thrill of, like, whatever ride they might be taking you on. Yep, exactly. Um, and it's called a dark ride because, like Ashby said, it would be indoors so that the they can focus your attention on the story and less about... I guess, like, a good comparison is, like... Um, there's Peter Pan dark ride, and then there's the teacups, the mad tea party, the spinning teacups. Not a dark ride, because there's no story. You're literally just spinning in a teacup. And that's cute, and it's charming, and it's fun, um, and makes me feel ill. Yeah, is But there's, there's, no, there's no story there. Um, but Peter Pan is, is the opposite. It's not a ride system that is ever probably going to make anyone feel sick, but instead you're kind of going through um, an environment that tells a story. We'll, we'll use that term a lot. I actually uh, looked it up. I have never actually paid attention to, like, the definition of dark ride. And according to Wikipedia, so we'll see how accurate this is, but th- it goes all the way back to 1901. Okay. Yeah. There was a thing called A Trip to the Moon uh, at the 1901 like- Pan American Exposition. And it was a ride company that they did the first single rail electric dark ride. Mm-hmm. And it was like a old mill or like a tunnel of love type of Ugh. setup, and Logan that's what they first called love. them. Me too. We don't have enough tunnel of love attractions. <laughs> no, literally under the sea is probably like the most tunnel of lovey you're ever gonna no. get. No, no, the Mexico boat ride that is Ooh. is literally just a tunnel of love. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's making out there. At least speak for yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is a Donald mar- Duck. There is a Hanging mar- out with the three caballeros and. Uh... <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to throw throw it out there. The dark ride that has been around for a while, and then it does say, of course, Disney. You know, really grabbed on. Perfected that. it. I mean, yeah, it's their bread and butter, big right. time. I mean, it's what we would refer to as. You know, there are no height restrictions. Everyone's invited. You get a lap bar, not for like. Not because it's going to go fast or anything, but they just don't want... In fact, it's probably going to move so slowly, the lap bar is there to just make make sure people don't jump out of the slow-moving car. I'd say another thing that sets Peter Pan apart from other dark rides would be... Mm, what's a good example of this? Have you... Have both of you been on Mr. Toad's... Yes. Wild Ride? Mm -hmm. 100%. Okay. So Mr. Toad's is a very... I mean, I love it. I'm going to be in Disneyland this week. And I'm very excited about going on Mr. Toad's. Like, I'm very excited. But it's a very classic dark ride in the sense of it's kind of bumpy, kind of jerky. Um, You move through a bunch of small rooms with paper or cardboard cutouts, you know? Right. Um, The classic, like, uh, walls on a hinge that kind of move as you go through into the next... Exactly, scene. and, and there, there are figures, but they're two-dimensional, but maybe placed in, in front of other two-dimensional objects to give them depth. You know, it's, it's a little old school and charming. Of course it's charming. And, and it feels a little tight and enclosed. There's stuff kind of just like right up in your face, and it's, it can be a little overwhelming. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but Peter Pan does something different. The first being that it is a dark ride that's suspended from the ceiling the track is above you Mm -hmm. um you're in captain hook's pirate ship but it is as in the movie it flies how does it fly does tinkerbell do that at the end is that how the ship flies okay yeah i'm 
yes, that is how it happens. Um, <laughs> but you're, <laughs> oops, um, but you're flying. So what Disney was able to do, a benefit of having a suspended dark ride instead of one on the ground, is you can spread out. You don't have to be working in these tightly confined spaces. They were able to go work into these big showrooms where you could have this big impressive London scene. You could fly over London, right? And it was no longer, they didn't have those constraints on space anymore. So I think that is a one of the huge unique things about Peter Pan that sets it apart from other dark rides in Fantasyland or anywhere else on property. Agreed. Nicely put. Thank you. Yeah. So a couple other little fun facts or bits about history here for Peter Pan before we jump into the kind of experience and our take on it is in Disneyland, the original version lasted from 1955 through 1982. The Peter Pan flight. Peter, well, they may have changed it to Peter Pan's flight. Oh, thank goodness. A couple years later. Yeah, I don't think. I don't oh, think like even after? No, oh, like meaning after like they. Opened. Yeah, like it may have been like 1959. Okay. But it was the most basic version of the ride. Now, still impressive. You guys got to remember, like, 1955, having these, like, ships fly over a miniature London, that probably was, like, quite a sight to see, I have to say. Um, But a little bit very basic animatronic models. I don't even know if they moved... They may have just been simple 3D 3D figures. Still pop, very popular from day one. It also featured on the loading area this gorgeous mural of the story of Peter Pan. And if you guys recall, the line is just a bunch of switchbacks, like back and forth, back and forth. And all you're seeing is the loading area and this beautiful mural. So hmm. it's kind of nice. It was a nice thing to look at. Yeah. Right. Um, and unlike the Florida version, the Disneyland ride loads one ship at a time it's it's not on an omnibus track that's right yeah interesting little note there (laughs) (laughs) but then why does the florida one always have a line too like that clearly didn't cut down on anything because it's even more popular i guess well that and you know like any other ride they still have a terrible way of loading anybody who needs extra time Mm, good point that's one ride that's like they need to spend some money on creating a separate Look, way to load. Stop yeah. eating the ride just because it's popular. It can't help that it's so popular. Well, I stop think... trying to make fetch happen, I... Ashby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make people understand it's a great ride, but it is not worth over two hour waits. Like fast pass it. Like it's the yeah. best you should... ride. You got a fast pass is great, but yeah. like. On New Year's Eve, that thing is longer. That thing is a longer wait time than like Flight of Passage. I mean, that's insane. I mean, it's a classic. But here's the thing. I mean, for any of you who live in Florida, Disney does a really cool thing now. It's called Early Magic Mornings, and you can. It's kind of like you buy breakfast, and you get like this unlimited breakfast buffet and access to Peter Pan's flight as often as you want. So worth the money. I've done it it before. You also can get access to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which, I mean, whatever. But Peter Pan's flight. Woo! Well, and also, I mean, even with, again, extra magic mornings or whatever, the magic whatever, are really cool. But if you don't even want to pay for it, I mean, even just the included extra magic hours if you're staying on Disney property in Florida, it's totally worth getting to the park at 7 a.m. and riding Peter Pan without a wait. It just just totally is worth it. Like, you can leave, you could knock out, like, six attractions before 10 a.m. and then just go home and sleep. Totally worth it. 
totally highly recommend it but back to disneyland quickly so the original version was from 1955 to 1982 and then in 1982 the entire Fantasyland had a major major overhaul in disneyland um in fact they i don't know if you guys have ever seen any like film footage of this but they like oh um uh, what's it called? They brought up the drawbridge at the castle, and that was the only that was the first time they had ever done that since hmm. Disneyland had opened. That's interesting. Wait, so that you like couldn't walk through the castle? Yeah, in Disneyland, what? shut off Fantasyland completely, and it was this. It was kind of like a big marketing campaign. It was like Fantasyland is closed, and there is there are some terrifying photos of the um, refurbishment of Fantasyland because they absolutely gutted some of these rides like just tore them out it looks like there was like a terrible earthquake or something um snow white was completely redone from top to bottom like nothing original remained peter pan almost everything remained they just um, added some new effects and then they redid the line out side so it it originally Fantasyland looked more like a like medieval fair with like tents Ooh. and stuff and then the refurbishment made it a lot more like a what's like the term they used like a little village like a little village that would surround the castle basically it looked a lot a lot more charming mm-hmm. and that's more of the theme today in Disneyland's Fantasyland so huh. but they added a couple uh, they they took some um hints from the changes made in Florida and brought those into the 1983 version. One of the more iconic scenes of the ride is you actually fly over a big pirate ship with Captain Hook and Peter Pan fighting. That was a scene that they added in the 1983 version, which is a really good one. Oh, so they didn't have that before. Mm -mm. Wow. No. Jeez. They had some other larger kind of set pieces, but they added a lot more Peter in there. And even the most, the very first scene when you uh, fly into the darling, the darling children's bedroom, (laughs) um, in the very original version, the the kids weren't even in there. You just like creepishly flew through their bedroom. Yeah. So they added a lot of those. They added like the shadow element on the wall, all those things. Is it creepier or less creepy to fly into a room when kids are there or aren't there? Good point. I guess it's less creepy when they're not, Listen, not it just, there. It depends on the intent, okay? <laughs> Look, we just want to fly through to go to Neverland and maybe see Maggie Smith. So like, hopefully. Oh. But then in 1983, sorry, uh, they after the refurbishment was over, they lowered the drawbridge again in Fantasyland was open um and then they Hmm. didn't make another a big refurbishment until 2015 and that's where they added um, a ton of you know more modern effects with some projections Mm. and uh, a lot better lighting Hmm. better um animatronics that moved a lot more more fluidly they still looked like cartoons nothing in this ride looks too lifelike but it's good it's a very good looking bride these days well that's good that they've like kept up with it you know and and people are people are still good with it sometimes you make changes and people get mad and you know we know how fans can be sometimes Mm -hmm. well in fact that in the magic kingdom version one of the biggest changes they made to the ride was actually not to the ride itself and it was to the queue Mm -hmm. which was previously just you know your standard back and forth, back and forth, outdoor, miserable, long queue in Fantasyland. And they, in what year was this? 2014, I think. Yeah. yeah. They moved the majority of the standby queue indoors. And now you actually walk through the Darling's house. And it's really, really nice, actually. it's First of all, it's a nice temperature in there. <laughs> right. Um 
it's cute, it's charming, there's a lot of stuff to look at. And then once you get into the kind of the larger area of the queue, there's actually some very neat interactive effects with Tinkerbell doing all, getting into all sorts of mischief in the, in the kid's bedroom, right? That's where you are. Yeah. When you can bedroom. interact with her. Have yeah. you guys ever waited in that line or and interacted with any of those? I have not because, again, <laughs> I won't wait. So I only fast pass it if I ever do go. But I, it sucks because I would, I'd like to go through and actually see the queue, but I just need to do it when I, I need to do that breakfast thing so I can go through that queue and actually, you know, look at everything and not worry about getting on the ride. And pocket as many sausages as you can at the buffet. Well, (laughs) curious where is the buff where do you eat the buffet oh i think well i don't know i when i did it it was at pinocchio's village house but then i heard that they might be moving it to cosmic rays either way cosmic rays is too far away then oh yeah but like then you can like leisurely hang out there or go back and forth and get sausage is Sunny Eclipse playing? I think so. I believe so. I don't know. I didn't God, see that experience. But what a guy. But Yeah, it says it says Cosmic Rays now. Well, I I did that and I rushed over and I I went through the standby line. Um there wasn't a demand, which is the appeal of the extra magic morning, so I didn't spend yeah. a lot of time in it, but I was blown away like the it the queue looks really cool. I'm very very happy that they removed that restroom. All positive things, because the bathroom across the way is the most beautiful bathroom on property. Oh, the Wait a second. Talk, talk me through this a little bit. In order to do the indoor queue, they had yeah to... There was a do... bathroom there. So on the side... Where would it have been? So I'm Peter having a hard Pan, time placing this. You follow it so around... Tiny. Right by the Columbia Harbor House. Yes. Okay. It, where it like overhangs. Okay, yeah. It almost that. looked like it was a backstage entrance. Like if you knew it was a bathroom, mm-hmm. cool. If not, you may not have known. Interesting. Okay. So it was kind of a not a great bathroom. No. It was tiny and it did not accomplish anything that you wanted to. And it was just terrible landscaping because I'm sure, you know, as the ride got older and wanting to work on it, having to interfere with a bathroom probably was not... <laughs> helpful it was in a terrible spot because it was also like if you think about a pathway it was like where the like two corners of a building met and yeah. so it was like in, in this little tucked in area that mm. just yeah. it just was in a bad place <laughs> i felt like it was like an afterthought they're like oh i guess we should put a bathroom here yeah it yeah. was bad okay so they got rid of those bathrooms and moved them, yeah, right across the path. So that those are the now famous tangled toilets, which yes. are nice bathrooms. The Gorgeous. Best. They really are. I mean, not. I'm not. Sounds very silly, but they are. Not, they're because they're newer. I guess they're. Um, they were well thought out bathrooms. They're large. They're clean. And and they're themed, which is cool. Like yeah, it's like yeah, a whole themed neat. area for yeah. a restroom. There's it's wanted great. posters inside. They look like horse stalls, but they're clean, not real horse stalls. <laughs> like literally, I think That's the funny. only bathroom bathroom that I would argue for over it is the America pavilion the american oh, garden yes Theater. that one yes. those are nice not as but themed. that's just because it's like gigantic Agreed. like they're <laughs> not they're as elegant. themed it's not themed but it's always so cold there's always a stall that is clean and it smells lovely like ugh, those two top two bathrooms at walt disney world property uh-huh. i would put money down on it ashby do you have a favorite bathroom <laughs> it's it, those two for sure those two? yeah 
I, I fantasy, the 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 tangled is just top theming, and the American Gardens or the American Pavilion restroom is like it's it's like a a. <laughs> I've never seen a bathroom so big in my life. Like you walk in and you're just like, where does it end? And it, you feel like even if it is crowded, you still feel like, oh, look at all these options I have. Yeah, well, and I guarantee Joey Fatone's in there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Selling his hot dogs. That's like, that's like, yeah, that might be where he like enters the park. Yeah, but right. I will say, like, if you are going, like, if if the cheese hits you wrong in a theme park, like, that's <laughs> where you hope it happens. I I thought that was a phrase I didn't know, and then very quickly. I knew where you were going. Uh, yes. And you know what? It's the it's the first restrooms I've ever felt like it's okay to take pictures. Yes. The tangled <laughs> toilets for sure. I would totally take I would take selfies in there. Have you guys been in the um Norway bathrooms, the like froze recently frozen refurbished ones? Yes. They're pretty nice. They are. It's like a smaller I version. I don't think of I've the been tangled. in there. Oh, they're nice. It's a nice color scheme. No, I haven't. No. It's back behind um, where, like, Anna and Elsa meet. Interesting. Okay. I also like Animal Kingdom. No surprise there. I like Animal Kingdom bathrooms because they have doors on them. <laughs> well, yeah. Because of the animal. Because if an animal escapes. <laughs> they're starting to do that everywhere nowadays, though. It's just nice. It's just a nice way to keep it cool. This became potty talk with Cheryl Ashley. I and know, Molly. right? <laughs> Peter Pan's potty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where were we? Cute. I don't know, but let's flush it out. No, no. Hey, oh. Okay, so I will say that there's in the inner kind of, I guess it would be considered an interactive queue, right? At the Magic Kingdom Peter Pan now because of the updates they made. Yes. It's both interactive and you're watching Tinkerbell kind of jump around and do stuff. She um, makes different effects, uh, like lighting effects appear on the wall and on the pillows. And she, you know, when she goes in the movie, she goes into, what does she go into a drawer or like a chest? Yeah. Where does she get locked in? Is that a drawer? I think it's like a little chest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, uh, on the interactive queue, she gets like stuck inside like a little chest and lights it up and moves it around and she spins the globe and it's really cool. And then the next room you have this, you're kind of messing with Peter Pan's shadow. Is that right? Yeah. What are you doing though? I'm trying to. I'm trying to picture it. I kind of forgot. I genuinely have no idea. Um, I've. I think a couple years ago we did just normal extra magic hours and rode Peter Pan once with no weight, and then maybe did something else, and then right at nine which is when the park opened, we went back to ride Peter Pan again, and at that point it had like a thirty minute wait. But it was 30 minutes, so it was fine. And we got, that was the time I then got to experience the queue. So I just have like vague memories of it. But again, I'm glad I got, you know, 20 minutes or whatever to experience it because it is cool. It is cool. Don't want to wait 90 minutes for it. No, and it's nice that now parts of the queue are in the air conditioning. Yeah, a pretty mm-hmm. large portion of the queue is in um, air conditioning. Um, before we jump into like a little scene by scene here, there are Peter Pan, Peter Pan's flight in um all the magic kingdom ver magic kingdom parks globally which is actually really impressive i mean again say what you will about it it's definitely a a theme park classic so that includes so disneyland magic kingdom tokyo disneyland um disneyland paris and shanghai disney as well 
Cheryl, I know you've been to Disneyland Paris. Did you go on Peter Pan there? I didn't. I figured I would. Okay. Okay. Hold the phone. Wow. Well, yeah, favorite ride, I guess. Rude. I had one 24-hour period to experience both We know she went on Phantom Manor like six times. Disneyland Paris and California or whatever. Walt Disney Studios, so I only opted to ride the rides that we did not have in Orlando. It is it is truly just a clone of the Disneyland version. I think maybe a couple set pieces are a little out of order, or like in different and in different order, but it's the exact same. Thank you. <laughs> but you're right, I should have written it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, same thing for Tokyo, though. It is the exact same as Disney World and Disneyland. But Shanghai, that I'm not positive about. Ash B, I know you spent a lot of time at the Shanghai Park. Is there anything different about it? You know, I was there for seven months and I never rode. No, I'm kidding. <gasps> I did ride Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any excuses, um, sir. No excuses. Yeah, I actually rode it a couple times. It was kind of fun. So, I mean, one thing, it's like, it's obviously because it was built in 2000, well, we'll say it opened in 2016 built before that it obviously was the more updated version so when you go through the projections and the animatronics and everything just has a very clean newer feel to it but the coolest part about it which i think others should take especially magic kingdom they have bigger boats so you have basically two rows in the shanghai disney uh, version so you can fit more people per boat uh which is interesting because like I don't know. Part of it was, part of me liked, because Magic Kingdom, it's a little bit more intimate, I guess, because it's just you and, you know, another person or a, a child with you, whatever. Whereas Shanghai, you might have another family with you or some people from a different group. You know, that could go either way. People could like it or dislike it because of that. Yeah, that's um, true. And then technology with the ride vehicles themselves, they actually have a little bit more control over the movement. So the speed of the boats and the ability to stop them, it's a little different than the other locations. Oh, okay. I'm looking at them now. It's like a little stadium seating. Uh-huh. Two yeah. rows, actually. Um, so it's, it's similar. And then they had... Um, I want to say it was one or two new scenes. I can't remember Okay. exactly. They just were able to do everything a little bit better, I guess. Just a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Because I remember the first time I wrote it, I thought, oh, like what? Because I think I had just come off of something like, you know, I think I had gotten to ride Pirates or something, which is, that's a, ugh, that blows everything out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not like better. That's just like a different ride. That's a different <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole different category of ride. But so you ride some of those things and then you go on Peter Pan and you're like, oh, oh, okay. So we just did the same thing. Because, you know, you kind of have this thought of like, are they going to make it, you know, all new and add something crazy? And not really. They just made the boats a little bigger and the effects are just newer looking, which is great. I I like that it's in all of the Magic Kingdom parks. It's like, it's like the castle in that way. Like, it is a mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom park because 
Peter Pan's flight is on the list. Is that the only one that is uh, in every single park? Are the uh, the teacups in every Magic Kingdom is park Small as World? well? Small World oh. is not in Shanghai. Okay, interesting. Teacups they have, but they're not the they're um they're not the teacups. They're like a, a what is it called? It's a, a Winnie the Pooh themed honeypot like spin, spin thing. Yeah, yeah. Haunted Mansion. There's a version, right? No, uh, not nope. Shanghai either. Not Shanghai or uh, uh, Hong Kong. Oh wait. That's what we're missing. Peter Pan is not in Hong Kong, is it? Oh, wait, hold on. No, no, it's not. Yeah, that's what we're missing. (laughs) Darn it. Hong Kong. They have a castle in all of them, though, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, there we go. we said one thing true in the past 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Well, we almost Darn. had it in all the parks. You know, when they do this read, when this whole thing is done with Hong Kong, if they haven't added Peter Pan's flight, they really missed out on the opportunity. Yeah. What? It, yeah. What is their what um, is their refurbishment schedule? Do you know any details about it? Like, I don't even know. I, I feel like it's. I, I knew that they were doing like the castle refurbishment. Uh huh. But I don't know what else. Because when I when I was there, they were still working on Iron Man, and I think that's that's opened since then. Castle looks amazing. It truly looks like the Disneyland castle gave birth to another castle. <laughs> 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 like it's like coming out the backside of it. Ew. So Hong Kong is also getting the first Frozen themed land. Ooh, that's oh, exciting. That's fancy. And that's kind of all we know about it. But it's. I mean, it sounds insane. And then, yeah, a lot of Marvel stuff, Avengers. One of the Avengers campuses that were what was um, teased in this year's at this year's D twenty three, including a microbrewery for Ant Man. That's so funny. Right? Oh, what? <laughs> well, I get, I get it now. So it's more funny, but oh my god, you're right. These pictures of the castle. It's like a castle is growing out of yeah. The Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's true. It looks just like the Disneyland Castle, but then you're like, wait, it's a combination of all the other Disney animated castles coming out of it. It's like a transformer. It's like growing. Anyway, keep your eye on Hong Kong Disneyland. Right? I feel like it's been very, at least in in my, all the things I follow on social media, I I just don't see anything about it. So it kind of like. Flying a little under the radar as far as like the newest stuff at disney but obviously in the next few years that won't be the case like once right. all the construction is done it probably will be what we're talking about yeah but again poor peter pan we still we keep getting so off track you know just out of advice if you are not lucky enough to secure a fast pass or you're not staying on property for extra magic hours or you're not willing to pay for extra magic mornings how would you guys recommend someone gets on Peter Pan's flight with minimal wait times? Huh. Ashby's recommendation is don't skip it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, th- I feel like parade or fireworks time might be a better time. Yeah. Not best time, Yeah, because kids usually want to watch it and or the last ride of the night. Because, like, most yeah. people will be trying to get your big mountains or, like, your Seven Dwarfs mm-hmm. Mine train. And Peter Pan might be a little bit slower at that point. I'd say last night, ride of the night as well. Also, this isn't always the case because a lot of people, a lot of kids get pushed way past their bedtime on vacation, which leads to meltdowns and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Terrible bus rides home to Caribbean Beach. But I'd say, you know, whether it feels like this way or not, a lot of families do kind of call it quits earlier in the evening. So um, it can be a good time. 
like the last hour before the park closes can be a good time to go hit up some more family-oriented rides um, with less of a wait. Not a short wait, but maybe less of a wait. Okay, so the ride itself, we, we've done this a couple of times now where we focus kind of on the differences between Disneyland and um, Disney World. Uh, for this one, they're pretty similar. <laughs> there aren't yeah. a lot of differences. Again, maybe you see uh, the Lost Boys before the Mermaids in one or the other. They're interchangeable and wet. That way, again, it doesn't affect the story but they're pretty minimal. A big change though, I'd say, or a difference between Disneyland and Disney World is right at the very beginning. So um, in Disneyland, we said they load each ship one by one and you get launched, you, your seatbelt goes on, you get launched um, through an open window into the Darlene's bedroom. And you actually, you actually see a window, you go through a window. It's actually kind of a neat moment. And that was also there from day one. And you go through the Darlene's room, you see the kids and you turn the corner and you fly out the bedroom. Now in Disney World, I gotta say, it's a little, the beginning's a little jarring. <laughs> it's an Omni mover, similar to Haunted Mansion or the Little Mermaid ride. Um, there's a lot of Omni movers at Disney World, but you get on the ride. Um, currently, cast members usually do this little like timed little hand thing. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, the thumbs up? A little hand thing. Where they, they, uh, your arm, oh, what's it called? Lap your, bar. like, um, your lap bar, like, automatically comes down to you. Oh, right? uh-huh, okay. And uh, currently, cast members are doing this thing where they're walking alongside with, with you or opposite of you. They're, like, walking in place, it looks like. And they do this, like, magic spell with their hands. And then the <laughs> lap bar closes. And I'm 50-50 on it. <laughs> like it's cute the first couple right the times. first time <laughs> yeah and i guess that's the whole point is like as a cast member you do things for all those first times because most people you interact with are there once right so like it is cute but i like have a hard time forcing a smile these days about it like i'm like uh -huh. <laughs> thank you like it's that's just, that's actually just very much a curmudgeon -y moment for me. And, and that's on me. I understand that. It's too loud. And it's too loud. <laughs> well, I can hear the Harry Potter music from the Peter Pan queue. But here's what I found find jarring about the Disney World version. You don't fly through a window. You just enter the bedroom. And in fact, when you're getting on your pirate ship, you can already see the darling children's bedroom. And I don't like that. I would actually prefer just that little bit of extra scene. I think it would really help. Kind of gets you into the moment instead of just starting. Yeah. I don't know. I can't I can't think of any other ride that does that. Hmm. Even Little Mermaid, you go through, you know, around the corner and you see Scuttle and then you go underwater. It's like a nice intro into the experience. I don't like that, Peter Pan. No, she says yeah, no. Yeah, it does kind of blast you. I mean, I feel like Pinocchio and, like, Mr. Toads are kind of similar, but that was the way of the past. That's true. Those two do just kind of start, but there are, they open doors and stuff. That's at true. There the are least. show doors for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of show doors. Those, both of those attractions are very show door heavy. But I actually love the, the Darlene's bedroom scene. I think it's sweet. Nana's there. You see the shadow of Peter Pan fly across the room. And then you also hear him say, like, here we go. Here we go. 
Here we go. Or is that what he says? Or does he say, yeah. off, off we go? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think it's here we go. At least that's yeah. what I Now all I can hear is Mario going, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. that Wait, oh, that boy. is what happened. Mario's there for here some we go. reason. Well, regardless of what he says, you then kind of turn a sharp corner, follow his shadow out the window, and you fly out the window. And that's amazing. That is the, that is actually the best part of the whole ride. I think when you first fly out the window, you look down, you see Nana. I think you can hear her barking. Yep. And the buildings right outside the window are pretty low still. Like you you literally just went outside the, the window. And then pretty quickly you start to get some height and go kind of fly higher and higher and higher until you look down and it's just London all lit up at night tiny. below you. Oh, uh, I just checked. We were we were all wrong again. <gasps> oh, God. It is, it is off to Neverland. <laughs> I don't think he, you're right. No, <laughs> no I'm going to Mandela effect this. He does not say Neverland. Peter, Peter Pan says, off to Neverland. <laughs> I Maybe it's just from the movie. Stunned. I'm stunned. Because he definitely yep. says it in the movie. Cause it's like here we go. Take no, and yeah, the here we go. I like that. I I know from um, uh, what is it? Philhar Magic. They show the scene and then yeah, that's here we go. That's maybe exactly what I'm thinking of. Mandela affected <laughs> me as well. <laughs> oh man, Ugh, the glitch in the Matrix, you guys. It's a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> Peter Pan definitely says here we go. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, gosh. Um, if any listeners out there have also experienced this confusing moment in your life, please tell us for yes. our own Sanity. sake. Yeah, like we <laughs> need to hear that you thought this as well. We have no business continuing this body. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, please World just provide focus us that on feedback. Hooked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only providing about 55% accuracy on this podcast this is the best scene in the entire ride and one of the best scenes in in any disney ride especially a disney dark ride ashby is as critical as you are as the experience can you deny that fact oh not at all again i'm not saying it's a bad ride i think he did like five times i have said we can go back and listen. I have said this ride this is, is like great. A, this is like I, a Real Housewives reunion where it's like check I the just, tape. <laughs> I never said that. And then check it, the tape. Roll the footage. And roll Cheryl footage. brings out her her printed out textes. Yes, full eight by eight and a half by eleven. Anyway, no, I think the ride is great. I just don't understand why people wait so long and so many people want to ride it over and over again it's a great ride and i agree with you that the london scene is my favorite it's magical it's almost overwhelming to the point of you don't know which side to look at you feel like you're missing something um the cars are moving how do they make it there are clouds like uh, i love the clouds effect like you look you're looking through very wispy clouds onto london that's great see the big clock tower. Some delightful force perspective there. Yeah. I will tell you, I've had multiple dreams of uh, throughout my lifetime where I am Godzilla, and that is where I am living out my fantasy. <laughs> like where I just somehow got to go down there and just like terrorize the city of London as a giant 
and it's a dream of mine. One day I will get to go in there and just go crazy. Yeah, we'll make that happen for you. <laughs> Thank you. Place where dreams come true. Yes. Do you think cast members have access to that scene? I don't. I don't think so. Because wouldn't they mess it up? Like, what are the cars doing? What are the clouds doing? Ugh. I don't know. Well, and I just I- imagine somebody accidentally stepping on everything like Godzilla <laughs> just ruining it. Yeah. it but like what if i drop my fanny pack yeah on london like how it's gone forever that? you turn on the lights and there's like a thousand fanny packs <laughs> yeah well i was gonna say there's not you don't see fanny packs everywhere so like someone's getting in there and cleaning it and also like how high up are you because i would say i'm 20 feet high <laughs> but i'm not right i don't know like, I would like to see some ground-level lights-on photos of the London scene. Agreed. I would say you're probably, like, 10 feet in the air, which is high, right? High enough. Yeah, But high also, enough. like, you have to think about, like, the evacuations. You know, if that ride stops, there's got to I can't think about it. What could they possibly do? To get to those boats, especially if you're in the London scene. What do they... I'm fascinated. What do we think they do? Bring out mm. stepladders? Yes interesting oh man talk about like there are some rides i would love to get like evacuated off of i don't think it's peter pan that would like be a magic ruiner yeah oh yeah for sure the london scene is great you kind of whip around left and right um in the magic kingdom version i can't confirm this elsewhere but i have pretty distinctive memories of you as you're turning the corner you can see Peter and Wendy and the gang, uh, their shadows are up on the moon. Like you can see them on the moon. It's kind of cool. And then you turn a corner and you enter Neverland and it's beautiful. You go from like this like beautiful, almost realistic, what it would look like if you were taking off in an airplane over London, right? To this (laughs) like fantastical neon-y world of Neverland. And it is it is breathtaking. Difference between Magic Kingdom and Disneyland would be in this initial view. In Disneyland, Neverland looks a little, uh, looks like it's further away. Like it looks like you're, it's this island or this land mass like in the distance. And Disney World, it, it kind of comes out pretty hot. You see some characters right away. It's a subtle difference, but it is a difference. And you see the Lost Boys. You see Tiger Lily. Well, there's the volcano, right? So you fly to Neverland, and you're (laughs) flying above it, right? And you can't necessarily see all of Neverland because you're kind of above it, but you're also kind of like within the mountains. There's a volcano that magically looks like aluminum foil on the inside. That's the one, the one argument I do have is that... Wait, I don't know. I don't, I can't picture that. The volcano, like you can look into it and it's like... It looks like aluminum foil is, like, surrounding it because it kind of reflects the, like, fire below. Do we think it maybe is just aluminum foil? I mean, I did as a child. Maybe they've enhanced it over the years, but no. And then, yeah, you come across the mermaids, who I always thought were way cooler than Little Mermaid. Weird. Like, I thought they were the cool kids Mm -hmm. and Little Mermaid probably got teased in high school by them, right? Maybe. And then, even though she's the princess, like, whatever, who cares? They were like, you're weird. Um, And then you keep going, and that's when you get to, you know, the local tribe of Neverland. A funny, or something I've always liked about this particular scene is that you start seeing the other boats, too. And it's 
a lot of black light lighting. And so like if your dad was in the boat ahead of you and he had his like big dog neon yes. green tank top on. We don't need no leashes. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're all playing cards or something. Yeah. Um, you could see that like clear as day. And I have a lot of home videos of like waving to each other, you know. Yeah. Um, on the ride so it's kind of fun that is a good time i always thought tiger lily was like everything she she was so gorgeous so i liked seeing her there too she also is everything again like this movie has not aged well there's a lot of problems with tiger lily in general um there's a pretty bad song in this uh movie but she is actually an amazing character She's so strong. Why doesn't she get princess status? Yes, Put her on a backpack I'd next to sleeping. <laughs> I would too. I mean, she is like a hard ass, sticks kind of to her convictions, makes a real impact, super loyal to Peter Pan. Also, is Peter Pan dating all of these girls? Yes. Are we to assume that? Well, I think he like is fl- having a heavy flirting. I think he's a commitment phobe, doesn't want the girl to catch too many feels, but like also wants to be able to send like a you up text at night. Yeah, he you ups big time yeah oh, 100% <laughs> I just want to get in there and be like Wendy Tink Tiger Lil Mermaids like let's all form our own girl gang we don't need Pan anymore right look at all the other lost boys you know yeah or whatever we could just use, we just we have each other you know he's like the classic case of like the first guy that kind of like breaks your heart and you like can't get over because you think he's cool and then like five years later when you finally like date somebody who like is actually kind of interesting and awesome then you're like oh wow I'm embarrassed and then five years after that like well went well past your after it he'll be like you up and you're like this again <laughs> and you're like sir you are 12 years old because you chose to stay in this land where you don't age I have a PhD now because I moved back to the real world and I'm not, I don't want you anymore. It's like Peter. that scene in 13 going on 30 where mm-hmm. Jenna Rink is older and she used to think that that one guy was so cute and then like she dismissed her friend and then now she's like in love with her friend and then that guy's driving a cab and he's like, oh man, it's you. You know, sure. It's actually very similar to that. <laughs> basically the same movie pretty much the same movie (laughs) wow okay but with a way better soundtrack (laughs) but yeah and so this scene is very reminiscent of the london scene only the neverland version and for as magical as neverland is the london scene has such a like it's so much more magical in person but this is just as cool yeah the neverland neverland scene is way more psychedelic yes there's just like a lot going on it's interesting. So that's where Shanghai kind of veers off a little bit and gets different because it's not as the neon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's Shanghai's more real feeling. Oh, so interesting. You see, and it's not as much of like I don't know. It's you see, you see like the mountains, um, but they're very green. The waterfalls are pretty. Like it's just a very natural feel. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it goes into this new scene of, like, the falling. Like, you, you basically, like, you're flying down into, like, a, right at the water. Like, you splash the water right in front of the skull. Um, oh, cool. The skull island, skull rock, whatever they call mm-hmm. it. Um, so that's where it really kind of branches off into a little bit of a different feel. And from there, it gets very different because you don't even have the pirate ship that you're on in the Shanghai version. Okay. So then, is this when we transition? So you're going through Neverland, 
and then you get to the larger pirate ship or is there something in between and these scenes were always very hard for me to follow because it's supposed like isn't it back to back pirate ships but different things are happening on it well it's the it looks like one big pirate ship but when you flip over on the other side it is two different scenes because wendy's on both sides (laughs) Oh yes. Right. Right. right so right, there, right. it's a it's a good use of like it's a good mind trick of like um, you see this big ship they're taking advantage of this big prop but they're using it for two different show scenes. You're basically like flip around to the other side of the big sail. Yep. This one was hard for me as a little kid to follow. I was like, wait, what's happening? That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is also where the scene is a little bit different in Disneyland. Again, you you see these characters in a dif- in different order. You see Tiger Lily first before you see the rest of her tribe, and then you see the boat, and then you see the mermaid. Again, you see characters kind of in different order. It's all the same stuff though. There's not much different. You just kind of they're plopped in different places in the in the room. But yeah, and then uh, the final scene here. Well. Sorry, on the other side of the um, ship, all of a sudden, Peter Pan and his friends have defeated the pirates. They don't really go into that. Yeah, but they're so like, quick. It, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're not, just laying there. They are just yeah. laying there. It's actually, like, are they dead? Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, I don't It's like, why didn't they just throw them over into the water? Like, it's I wouldn't bother dark. with well, and transporting these dead pirates. That, yeah, that's kind of why we're, we know we're dealing with a child in Peter Pan, because he's, like, gloating in his destruction like (laughs) an honorable soldier like takes care of that you know like gives his enemies a dignified burial or something (laughs) peter's like yeah let's steal their boat and keep their bodies like that's (laughs) that's something a child would do steal their boat and keep their bodies yeah it's kind of like at this point wendy's like what right she's like what did i do (laughs) what have i gotten yeah she's (laughs) like tinkerbell let's fly off together sprinkle some of that on my butt Uh... let's go um, and then the very final scene then, or, or almost final scene in both uh, Disneyland and Disney World is Captain uh, Shmee. Captain Sh- or, wait, is that what? his name? Mr. No. Mr. I mean, he Shmee? becomes Captain, Captain Shmee, Shmee, I guess, right? <laughs> Mr. Shmee is um, going off in a rowboat and Captain Hook is fighting off the crocodile. I think he's like literally, like his legs are um, like in, but <laughs> what am I trying to say? He's like standing on top of the crocodile. Like the crocodile's about Almost to doing eat him. the splits yeah. if the crocodile's... Right mouth would open any wider i stand corrected the final scene in disneyland is actually the mermaids which is cheryl's favorite i love them girls um but just like that it's over it's over and a lot of us leave thinking that was it (laughs) and then the rest say let's do this again I guess. No, you just are like, we did it. And then you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, Shanghai is a little different because it has the, so you kind of see, you know how you have the golden ship? Yes. Like at the end of the movie where it floats yes. off. Yeah, so yeah, you have yeah. that. And then you actually like fly back to London. Oh. So you kind of, the sounds, you hear the, the bell, the, the, the clock bell going off. And then you actually fly Almost, you fly into Big Ben. It's like a giant Big Ben that you fly into, and then you're back. That's so cool. And then cool. there's a little bit of a London scene again, and then you're back at the, the ride station. That's so cool. That is so smart to end that way, because that, I mean, it is probably the emotional heart of the ride. So, like, it makes right. sense to go back through that again. Pretty cool. Love it. 
Okay, so hypothetically, we're all in Magic Kingdom's Peter Pan. The three of us, for some reason, decided to cram on this ride together. So we're... (laughs) We're uncomfortable, but it's only two minutes long, so sure. we're okay. We get <clears throat> off the ride. What do you do first? Just curious. Like, stretch? <laughs> okay, we're stre- after you stretch. Like, I'm just thinking about in the area. Like, what? what's the next thing oh, you do after Peter so Pan? After what's the best next thing to do? Carousel. Yeah. Uh, the bathrooms. Ooh, Hello. That's true. If you're at Walt Disney World, <laughs> hard left into the bathrooms. I'm probably mobile ordering chicken fingers and fries at columbia harbor oh House. my goodness oh Ooh, yes fish and chips for sure yeah oh what a perfect little hour to spend go ride peter pan's flight go mm-hmm. enjoy the most luxurious crapper you'll ever experience <laughs> and then refuel with some fish and chips chicken nuggets mm-hmm. head upstairs honestly their so tuna nice. sandwich sounds terrible for a theme park but it's amazing like no it is good so- do they still have that yes i thought they didn't have that well, I maybe they don't. Sandwich. But yeah, and then here's the deal. Tidbit. Here is a tidbit from a Florida local, right? Mm, so here we go. Here we go. When you go to go to Columbia Harbor House, because it's usually not as crowded as all of the other quick service locations. The food is perfect. And then if you go sit at the top, the top of it is um, where they have seating. You go upstairs. There's like this little bridge that you can sit on, and you can kind of overlook the walkway from yep. Peter Pan to the Haunted Mansion. And it is some of the best people oh, watching right. you'll ever it's watch. It's so good. Especially it when it's raining. And mostly because <laughs> people are like sliding and running, and they're so cute in their ponchos. They're so cute. Jesus. <laughs> they're miserable. They're having, they're having the worst day of yeah, their Yeah, their misery just make me happy. <laughs> um. Uh, Peter Pan used to meet and greet right near this attraction. Does he still he do still that? He still does. That's cool. Yeah. That's nice. They painted, um, well, and I, I don't remember where he was before the whole bathroom queue switch up, but once they removed the bath- bathrooms, that whole wall is pretty much just empty now because it's an indoor queue. So they put this really beautiful mural and he kind of meets in front of there. Have you guys ever uh, done a meet and greet with Peter Pan? No, thank you. He's a weird little kid. No. It's awkward. <laughs> I did it once with um, my cousin's little boy who was like a big Peter Pan fan and it was very cute. And then I was standing there and he was weird. Yeah. Like not like gross, but he was like, when are you going to grow up? And I'm like, sir, look at my forehead. I'm in my 30s. This neck, I've grown up. Like it was just, I didn't like it. And he was just bouncing around and I was uncomfortable. Yeah. But he's not heartless. <laughs> well, right, because he doesn't look like Snape. Thank we know that. you, Helen Rickman. Okay, Miss Kylo Ren. Anyway. Oh, God. So oh, boy. <laughs> I just love him. So let us know, do you agree with Ashby that you feel like Peter Pan's flight is overrated? Or do you agree with me that it is a classic and a must-do if you haven't been... In a while. I mean, if you're a frequent goer, like, it doesn't happen. We know that. But I think that should be the question. I think mm. that, like, should you, like, I agree you should definitely ride it once. Okay. I think we probably all agree that, right? Like, for you sure. should definitely ride especially, this once. Especially for kids. It's a great one. But is it a return attraction? Especially for that weight? No. But if you get a fast pass. But you are using a fast pass for that. And Magic Kingdom, like, you've got some competition for fast passes. Mm. Right. 
Oh, right, right, right. that's the question. Would you use one of your three fast passes on Peter Pan's flight? Yes or no? For Cheryl, it's an absolute yes. Ashby, no. No, I think there's other things. I think for Molly, it's a no. <gasps> Traitor. I know, but here's what I would do. Here is what I would do. I would probably not use it as my fast pass, but I am going to get there early. I'm going to rope drop the Ooh. hell out of Magic Kingdom. If not, maybe get this um, early morning magic. How much does that cost? It's kind of pricey, but if you... It's like 150 or something. I don't think it's quite that much. Maybe like $100 a person. Like maybe a little less. But, well, no, it's and it definitely... two hours and breakfast? Yeah. So if you think about it, like how much would you spend for breakfast? Maybe like a buffet would be like 40 bucks a person. 50, yeah. yeah. And then like, oh, hey, a whole hour of just like unlimited rides on Seven Doors Mine Train. And it truly is... Like, you could just keep riding rides. Yeah. Like, it's, they don't, okay. Interesting. Like, I ra- I rarely had to wait. Like, the wait would be, like, they group the people in front of me, and I was going to be grouped next type of a deal. And, and it's Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Peter Pan. What else is open during Winnie that? the Pooh, I think, is available. Like, I think it's most of the, like, most classic of part, of, part of Fantasyland. Now, let's also say this. Ride reliability is a little sketch, especially with the older rides, and so your Peter Pan <laughs> may not quite be available. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, so Peter, like Peter Pan specifically? Yeah, but they make. I think that they make it up to you. Like if if the ride is not available for extra morning magic because you paid for it, like they have backup plans. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what they are. That but... makes sense. Like like some fast passes for. Space Mountain, later yeah, or, or like the magic, the wristband that you use, you can utilize it for a certain amount of time or something at certain. Okay, rides. that's not. Yeah, there's always a there's always a backup plan. Yeah, that Disney, it's like they know how to like manage people or something. Yeah, they're figuring <laughs> out. We're they're, they're doing a solid job. All right, cool. I'm still gonna say probably not using one of my three fast passes though, unless I'm going with someone who's never been on it before. Um, mm-hmm. then I would. But I'm probably going to fast pass the mountains and go to Peter Pan first or second. I love it. Probably Seven Dwarfs first and Peter Pan second. Because I don't mind waiting in the short line, you know. Well, we're off to Neverland. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, man. Bye, everyone.